Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. This is John Mills. And this is Josh Mills. Oh. Hey, it's Anne Marie. All right, hey. we're all together. We're not in the same location, but what we're doing this week is we're doing wines for our Thanksgiving. If I can get it edited, I doubt I can get it edited for this coming Thursday. We're, we're recording on Monday the 13th. But I'll do I'll do everything it takes to get this edited and published for Thanksgiving. That's that Thursday, the twenty third. It's crazy to me that we are two and a half weeks from Thanksgiving. I can't even like <laughs> I, I, I feel like it still should be September. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard. Especially it's hard to the realize weather that. here is quite nice. It does not. It's feel especially like hard to realize that. <clears throat> Because I was in the Caribbean last week, as of uh, yesterday, I finally made it home about 1 a.m. this morning. Or maybe that's when my head hits the pillow. (laughs) So, we're going to start. Josh has a rosé. Josh, you want to talk about what rosé it is? Yeah, so, like Dad said, we're doing Thanksgiving pairings. So, we've all got a plate of Thanksgiving food. And for me, I... I talked about on one of our last episodes that we do Thanksgiving picks at the Hawthorne uh, where I work. And this is actually my Thanksgiving pick at the Hawthorne called the Lomier Brut Rosé. And it is a sparkling rosé from Austria. Oh, sounds really good. Yeah. And today when I went to Sullivan's, I showed them a picture of it and they go, "Mm mm-mm. I go, well, I don't want to buy a whole bottle. So I ended up getting the Underwood. Don't laugh too loud. Okay, you can laugh. It's a rosé. And Josh, it's Oregon. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Does it have any bubbles yeah. to it? Pardon me? Does it have any bubbles to it or is it just a still? No, rosé? it's a straight rosé. It's not a bubble. But you you talk about it and I'm going to I'm going to talk about this I really especially like Underwood for a special reason, and Marie probably knows. Marie, now what rosé do you have? So I also couldn't find the Austrian specialty of the day in Indianapolis. I was looking for the Underwood rosé sparkling and could not find it, but landed on a delicious-looking bottle of Brut Rosé from Le Grand Noir. So it's a French... Um, method traditional sparkling rosé. Cool. Yep. And then, Dad, what did you, what did you pick as your, as your pairing, as your wine for your? Okay, food? my pairings. I have just the regular old stove top dressing. I didn't have time to make that ton of dressing that I always do with the eggs and all the special spices. So I just did a stove top. Uh, this is deja vu because. One of the one of the times we did a Thanksgiving podcast, I did the same thing. So I beefed it up a little bit with with some spices out of my spice rack, and so it's stovetop. But I think my best we're not well anyway best on plate. No, um, so I took a sweet potato and I put it on the grill for about 30 minutes, not directly on the fire, but smoke it. And then I made a compound 
butter sauce that has maple syrup in it and other spices. And then I also have, and it scared me, I have uh, the uh, cranberry sauce out of the can, but it's whole cranberries. Well, I couldn't get the can to open from the top. So when I opened it from the bottom, it's like, oh no, (laughs) this looks like straight canned juice sauce. But turned it upside, you know, put it in my, uh, my bowl. And then I enhanced it with, last time when Josh and I were talking about it, we said, now you can't just do cranberry sauce and pour it out. So I enhanced so what it. what did you do? <laughs> so I enhanced it with walnuts and some orange peel. So. Okay. So what what about your wine? <laughs> my wine. We haven't talked about your wine yet. How'd we get to my wine so quick? Well, we just well, we went from mine. We talked about what my wine was. Okay. We're gonna talk oh, we about didn't talk about wine. your food. Did we talk about your food? No, we're just doing our introduction. Oh, I messed <laughs> up. Sorry. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I have the Duckhorn Merlot 2021. Decoy. The Decoy Merlot. Oh, Decoy. By Duckhorn. I always say by Duckhorn, but it's by Duckhorn. Yeah. What always messes me up. It's the Duckhorn family of 30 years. Yeah. Right. So I, for some crazy reason, uh, the stores that I went to were all out of Decoy Merlot. Uh, so I realized that in my uh, cabinet or in my wine rack, I have a Saint-Emilion French red, which is mostly Merlot with some Cab Franc in it. Uh, so Chateau Le Grangier uh, Saint-Emilion Grand Cru is going to be what I'm going to have for my Merlot. Okay. Marie, what about you? I got the decoy Merlot too. It took me nice. a couple shops to find it, <laughs> but I did. I was at Target, to be clear. The first shop was Target. Did not have the Merlot. They just had the red wine from Decoy, uh, but I did find the Merlot. And then my wine is from Imagery uh, in California, and it is their Cab Sav. This one happens to be 2021. Dad, what did you grab as your Cabernet? As my Imagery? (laughs) Could not find Marie's. You're going to laugh again. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to laugh at this one. Is it barefoot? Please tell me it's not barefoot. It's not barefoot. But you can see I'm holding a little bitty bottle. Oh, my gosh. Is it a Sutter Home bottle? Oh. (laughs) Did you bring it off the airplane with you, or did you go to the store and actually buy that? No. No, I bought it at the store. In a little four-pack. In a little four-pack. So... For the listener's sake, for the hey, for the listener's sake, this may be stupid, but for the listener's sake, if you like this little four pack, there's not a problem with it, and I think with my food, it'll go fine. I mean, I don't even know what I paid for this four pack. Probably, Probably less than five dollars. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say less than ten. Yeah. But I couldn't find well, I your one. And I could have got, that, I had all kinds of cabs in my house. But I thought, hmm, I'm just going to, you know, just kind of do the poor man thing. What's wrong with that? Man, I moved I away. And, and I've got, and I've, you know, I got, <laughs> I got a can and I got a little four pack. 
little plastic bottle. All you got to do is pour your decoy into a some sort of plastic or metal water bottle, and you're good to go camping with all this. Well, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's time for cheers. We've gone through all the wines. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Clinky clink. Yum, yum. Okay. So, well, I'm going to talk about my food real quick. Marie, you can say what your food is. Um, Dad, you can say what you've got. And then I we'll already did. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> um, so, I the only thing I didn't make today was the turkey. Uh, I just went and got some thick slices of some oven roast turkey from my deli. Because turkey is not something I really eat all the time. So, I didn't want to do a whole big thing. But if you saw, if you were following along on Instagram, the day we recorded this, I went ahead and cooked everything else. I did a uh, cheesy leek potato au gratin kind of thing. Uh, and then I made cranberry sauce and I made sausage dressing as well. And just in like little itty bitty individual cups. Um, actually, they're pop in a popover pan when I actually made it in. Give us more detail of your cranberry sauce. So I took a bunch of fresh cranberries yep. and I took good, a really good amount of sugar, uh, put it yep. on the stove with the zest of one orange and the juice of an orange. And because cranberries I, are tart, you needed a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. And then I put in a, um, a tablespoon ish of brown sugar, let that cook. All the way down, I mean, until it was like, I mean, all the cranberries broke down. Right. And it was kind of like reduced. All the juice came out and then reduced it down. Um, and then at the end, I added uh, some cinnamon, fresh ground uh, clove and nutmeg. And it was getting a little too sweet. So then I put in a splash of balsamic vinegar kind of to try and kind of oh. balance it out. And give it some that's, really rich. Yeah, stuff. that's not a normal uh, recipe ingredient, to my knowledge. No, it just, but it needed some acid, and I didn't feel like using lemon juice. I was like, I want to give something that's good. Right. It needs a little bit more earthiness to it. Right. And I had some, it wasn't expensive balsamic. I just and put in maybe a tablespoon. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, Marie, what about you? What you what you got to eat today? So. I also made a cranberry sauce. I started with frozen cranberries, white sugar, and orange zest. Kept it simple. Cinnamon's a, a smart idea, though. It sounds really tasty. Dressing-wise, I did the stovetop traditional sage boxed stuffing mix, which smells really good. And then I did sweet potatoes with fresh herbs so my neighbor uh gave me some sage and thyme and i have rosemary in the back Um, oh so it's all all homegrown well not the potato but the herbs are (laughs) the herbers are the herbers the herbers um are all homegrown so i roasted them off they're really they're really cute and delicious oh yeah Excellent. You didn't. You don't eat meat, so you don't have any sort of. You just have a full vegetarian plate today. Yep, full vegetarian. Kind of mid afternoon here, so I had chili, vegetarian chili for lunch. So I'm not super hungry, so I didn't add any 
meat or protein, quite frankly. I thought about, well, actually, last, you know, last week or two weeks ago before I went on uh, my little trip, I thought, well, I'm going to get one of those big old turkey legs. <laughs> and so when I bought this stuff because I wanted to have it ready in case, you know, well, I had to hit the ground running anyway, in case, you know, I didn't have time to go to the grocery store, they didn't have a turkey leg. But today, when I went over to get some things, there's that turkey leg. I grabbed it, but it's not on the plate today. It'll it'll be on the plate with Joanne and I later. <laughs> there you go. So you don't have you don't have turkey either. No, I don't have any meat either. Kinda. Josh, did you talk about your potatoes? Because they looked really yummy on Instagram. Oh uh, no! So I sliced some potatoes, you know, with a mandolin, soaked them in water and then i had a leek that was probably on its last leg so i used that in my i used it in my stuffing and then i uh, also use it in my potato dish and what i did was i took uh, a nine inch round cake pan and layered potatoes then layered leek then layered cheese and did that until i was out of potatoes and leeks and then I heated up some cream with some Italian seasoning, salt and pepper, and then poured that in the in the pan and then cooked them in the oven for a while. About 45 minutes covered and then about 25 minutes uncovered. And I kicked up the heat and got like a nice little kind of bubbly top. Awesome. Awesome. Potatoes aren't quite as, they're still a little firm from kind of what I was envisioning, but the flavor is all really there and still really nice. good. So Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Austrian rosé and why you picked it? Yeah. I can tell you the so, one I'm drinking is delightful. But. Yeah. So this is a this is the sparkling or the Brut Rosé Reserve from Lomier out of the Niederösterreich in Austria. It's a really fun sparkling wine. It's made of all red grapes. Uh, it's mostly a grape called Zweigelt um, and Saint Laurent with some Pinot Noir in there as well. Um, it's a beautiful, like light pink, almost salmony color. Like it's mm-hmm. super pretty, super pretty in the glass. And it's what it kind of with my theory of Thanksgiving wines is I, I look for a particular profile and then I like to bring stuff that's interesting and, you know, maybe splurge a little bit more than I would on just a regular dinner. In our bottle shop, this bottle's $52. Um, so it is a, a little bit more of a special buy. Right. I really love it because it's bright. It's acidic. It has that, like, nice cranberry, strawberry flavor, like, kind of notes going on. So... If you didn't have, like, this could take place of a cranberry sauce because you have that kind of acidity and that, all that flavor to cut through. But then it's done in the, in the champagne method. Uh, so same, same method that they do. So you get that nice kind of earthy, toasty, um, ready quality as well. So it's not really pink, is it? It's sort of a salmon color like salmon pink yeah yeah just like just like mine 
And uh, I, I said earlier in the podcast, I wanted to talk about Underwood and it's Oregon grown. And, you know, I love the wines in Oregon, whether they're Willamette Valley or not. So this one, this was really special because it's a union wine company and their partner, they partner with some different people, some, uh, a person called Joey Monger and another person called Lisa Condor and they're LGBTQ plus. So that's really special to me at least. And I think you two guys as well, and probably some of our listeners. So, and then they take some of their proceeds and provide that to their, it's called Pinkins Down, D-O-W-N program. And so, you know, I don't know where the, exactly that money goes exactly, but, you know, it's a great, definitely a great program. And that's one of the things we've talked about a lot is when we have a beer or have a wine and, you know, they're, they're giving back to the community in some way. So I, I, I really like it. Cool. How, uh... awesome. I, I love Underwood. I used to drink, it was a great can to take on a boat or on a paddleboard out in the lake. This, a... this particular one or yeah. Yeah. Underwood in general, they make a couple. I, I think we took the rosé bubbles a number of times. Their rosé wine is a great summer wine out in Seattle. Okay. Okay. That's good stuff. So you're very familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very common to find in Seattle. My dog is begging for attention. I apologize. It's Lexi. This one I found is, was like $13 at my local liquor store. Um, and it's a really nice dry, Josh, it has some of those same qualities. It's a little more herbal floral. It goes really well with the stuffing that has a lot of herbs on it. Yeah. Yummy bubbles. As I've been eating around my plate, it's like, it's really, really good because it does like that acidity just really like drives for me, just drives through and really like lifts all of the food up, especially goes well with the potato dish. Like the potato with that leaky, um, that like light oniony flavor and all the herbs and the cheese that are in there just kind of like cuts through that fat and it actually like softens the wine a little bit and really yeah. kind of gives it this like nice, really round, almost more strawberry. So you're getting, so you're saying strawberry. So are you getting pink or white strawberry notes or? That's more of peach or apricot or what kind of notes are you getting? Well, like I've been saying, it it really stays in the red fruits. It stays in the more tart red fruits. The strawberry, with like with something that's really fatty, I get more of just like fresh strawberry on its own. You get like tart lemon with Uh with some like cranberry. It doesn't really go that well with the cranberry because it's it's too it's too much alike and cranberry sauce is really sweet and it just kind of like knocks down this wine because it is kind of delicate on the palate oh, okay uh, where something more like that underwood is probably a little bit more robust doesn't have as much acidity that it might play 
a little bit better. How is it playing? How is your underwood going with your food, Dad? It's it um, again. You know, I put those walnuts in my cranberries. Well, that walnut earth flavor overpowers this wine. But now the cranberry itself, without that walnut, the cranberry is really sweet. And I didn't, I didn't want to tone down the cranberry. I added that orange peel, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really tone it down. But I get, I get some peach notes, some honeysuckle notes, some maybe strawberry notes. And it's not that really sweet, sweet, sweet strawberry. So that's why I would say it's uh, kind of the white strawberry, the strawberry that's not quite yet ripe. But yeah. it uh, it goes very well. It goes very well with that sweet potato I made. So if nice. I was going to say the best on my plate for this wine, I'd say that sweet potato. And it's... You know, sweet potato by itself is sweet. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> but then to add add the butter and the maple syrup compote to it, you know, that made it even more sweet. Yeah. It's not like, you know, so many people bring on their traditional Thanksgiving dinner, they bring that sweet, sweet potato with the marshmallows on top. And that to me is just, nah, okay, if that's what you like. Seriously, well, and that's that's dessert. Yeah. Well, and that's like the the beauty of these wines that we're all having. All got that nice acidic kick to help cut through the mm-hmm. heaviness, which is why sparkling wines and you know light whites are some of my favorite things for Thanksgiving because they give that like Thanksgiving food is usually really heavy. Like the turkey can be sometimes the lightest thing on your plate in unless you have like a salad, but usually it's like a soap salad at that point. Cause at least in the South it is. Um, so you need something that's like light and can literally lift it through kind of refresh your palate a little bit. That's true. Now, Marie, do you have, do you have your bottle? Can I see it's your in the bottle? Fridge. I can go get it real quick. Dad, what, um, what percent alcohol is yours? My one? The, yeah. the, the decoy? 14 no, your rose your rose oh i don't know mine is 12 percent. that's where mine is too yeah 12 percent. those are all 12 okay yeah that's pretty standard right uh i mean nowadays that's a touch low i mean a lot of times we're looking 13 13 and a half right i just yeah i remember when you and jordan did like 12 and less yeah, we did 12 and a half. One. 12 yeah, and all, yeah, you had to move it up to 12 and a half. But yeah, 12%, you know, that's kind of an all day wine if you want it to be. The other great thing about Thanksgiving, <laughs> though. If it is an all day event. <laughs> it's an all day event. You must pay, you must pace yourself. Uh, another really cool, so a really quick thing about the Lomier brand themselves. They've been doing wine in Austria for a very, very long time. They're a very well-respected house. And they're also certified organic, um, which is really, really nice to have with what they do. And I was able to try a couple of other of their wines, and they're really good. But this, 
Like, so dad, I would put this for me. I would put this up against um, Moet and Shandon, the Moet and Shandon Rosé that you really like. Oh, okay. The Imperial. Um, yeah. Uh, is it the Imperial Rosé? Yeah. Oh, I would put that. that up against. I okay. would put these up in that. And it is, to me, it's up in that echelon of, yeah, it's $52 for an Austrian wine, but it's definitely worth putting the money well, in. When I get it, I'm coming to Montana to visit you, so... You're gonna have to buy another bottle. Yeah, you you guys are both coming up here soon. Yeah, Marie coming up for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Josh's uh, birthday, and my birthday, which that's gonna come into play with my dessert. By the way, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, dessert today. Well, the yeah. Dessert treat the cocktail. Yeah. Oh, oh, so, oh no. I, I actually got a dessert to have. You know, with oh, um, you got a dessert to have too. Oh, no. oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Well, I mean, it, to me, it just kind of made sense. But well, it does make sense. I just, Daddy, I just have a dessert cocktail. It's fine. Yeah, and I mean, you guys know me. I have you know a huge sweet tooth, so any excuse to right. Well, you have any more on this wine, Josh? Um, I don't. Now, Marie, yours, I want to ask you about yours real quick. Sure. Is it, do you know, is it 100% uh, Pinot Noir? Uno Memento, por favor. Okay. Because, Dad, I don't know if you saw the label, but hers is the one that, it's the it's a French brand. They do a lot of wines, mostly, I think, around the Burgundy area. It ha- But it has, like, a sheep on it. On the label, it does not say it's a hundred, it doesn't say any grapes on it. Oh, really? A whole lot of like, don't poke your eye out. <laughs> no grapes, yeah, but I like it. Like, I just was like looking for something that was already cold, not too expensive. I didn't want to go to the top shelf since it's just me in my house and this is a lot of wine, but I'm very impressed and would a thousand percent buy this again it's really delightful yeah and it was what like 12 15 dollars it was 13 dollars and 90 cents paying cash okay okay so I that's 20 be... that's 20 in arkansas and 14 yeah. in montana <laughs> it actually dad i don't i don't think it would be that expensive i think it would be more around the fifteen twenty dollar range in okay if I could find it before tax, which I think you can. That's a very lar- fairly large brand. Yeah, um, that does that one. I bet you could find something like that, or you just yeah. go buy. I mean, if for maybe five bucks more, you just go buy Gruyere from New Mexico. Oh, okay, good stuff. Yeah, but well, okay. I'm- I'm ready, ready to switch to... over. Are you yeah. ready? I saw you sneak your sneak a drink of red wine in there. Well, I still have some of the rosé, but I didn't want to get too crazy here. <laughs> All right. If, well, we're going over the we're, we're going over to the Joyce's tonight. So I gotta be a little sober. So mine is the again, I'm gonna say it's the decoy. And it's the Merlot. And it's a 2021. Oh, you're holding the bottle up. Is that the same? No, why not? Oh, you got the same? I mean, well, mine is 2019. Oh, well, lucky you. That's what Yours I picked is, up at the store. Yeah. 
and mine's 14.1%. So, you know, this is, this is a really good kind of go-to California wine. You know, the, the Ducorn family, they've been doing this for 30 years. So I think after 30 years, you probably got it down. Wouldn't you well, say that's just, Yeah, but that's honestly, that that's just the decoy line. They've been making wine in California. Like Duckhorn has been making wine in California for longer than just 30 years. I believe they've been making it since the 80s. Oh, okay. It's okay. actually you know, almost 40 years, you know, 30, 40 years. So, yeah. They've been they've been doing they've been doing a lot for a while. So it's it's got a lot of red fruit notes, uh, red currant, red, and maybe blackberry in there. It's not a, a whole lot of pepper to it, but it's it's a really you know a really good wine. And John, I saw what Marie had. What do you what do you have for your, your Merlot? So I have a, a Santa Million Grand Cru from. La Garangier, I think is how you pronounce it. And I'm I'm pulling up just to make sure it's actually mostly Merlot. I think it is. It is. Okay. So I'm gonna crack it. And mine's mine's a two thousand a two thousand fourteen. Fourteen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it pays to work at a bottle shop, Marie. <laughs> I know. Well this That's actually I actually bought the I actually bought this in Arkansas. Oh, did you? Before you came, before you moved? As a distributor? Or... Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's something that Natural State. Oh, okay. It's a Skar- it's a Skarnik product, of course. Okay. Skarnik is one of those one of those importers for me that I'm like, hmm, can't go, it's Skarnik, can't go wrong. Okay. And I love I love Sentimion personally, like honestly, I mean. In li- I would probably rather drink Right Bank, um, Bordeaux, and that might get me in trouble in some wine circles. But I really, I really enjoy the Merlot Cab Franc setup for this because mine is so. This is oh, it's Merlot Cab Sav. So it's eighty-seven percent Merlot and thirteen percent Cabernet. Another certified organic producer. They use all indigenous yeast when they do, and they actually they spend a little extra time in bottle and only thirty percent new oak. Oh, interesting! And you're just now opening it. Yeah, I am. Okay. You wanted to make sure. Yeah, I've been running behind you know. today. <laughs> okay. I really want, and I also wanted to make sure that it was a majority merlot because sometimes you can get majority cap franc from Sansomillion over there. Just checking. I think it's really funny that each one of us were able to get one of the other person's wine except for me, <laughs> which I, I kind of well, knew. Well, except Dad. Was... Dad didn't get either of ours. Well, I couldn't find either well, one of your wines. I couldn't find either one, but you were able to get Dad. I was able to get yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. But And I, I kind of figured nobody was going to be able to find mine, my exact wine, because it is a little niche. I know that there are some. Um, I think I probably could have gone thirty minutes out of my way and found it. But that's a long way. But that's a long way, and I got my COVID booster and my flu shot on Friday, and so I didn't do anything this weekend. 
Um, (laughs) And I did not drive to go find wine for you. I did call one place that I thought might have it nearby and they, that was the extent of my trying. So did the, the shots put you down? No, actually I was surprised. I took my Tylenol right after the shots. And again, I got my shots at like 2.30 in the afternoon and I took some more Tylenol before bed. And yeah. other than a sore arm, it wasn't too bad, but I was also watching um, Rocket, Jamie and Alex dog. And so I just didn't feel like going anywhere besides the couch. Gotcha, gotcha. We had a very cozy They weekend. wouldn't want you to go anywhere either. There's enough so it, going on at my house. We didn't need that. So this Merlot, and I didn't look up percentage josh but it's a it's it's at least i'd say it's 85 or something wouldn't you yeah, i wouldn't i'd be surprised if it's not 100 percent. yeah I, I would too so I, I i talked about my rosé and the cranberries and that earthiness of those walnuts this is stellar with it because there's yeah. a lot of earthiness with this wine. It's, there's not a lot of, you know, some, and I do like Merlots that are real peppery. But this one just doesn't get there. It doesn't, it's not intended, I don't think, to be very peppery. It's just intended to be, you know, that slight, slight bitterness that you get from Merlot. I usually get a lot of, like, olive olive olive-iness from mm. Merlot's and it has almost that like olive oil kind of feel like around the like around the edges of the fruit okay kind of covers that around yeah. I'll be right back I'm gonna go get some olives <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really good with it yeah huh? that probably would be I for me my decoy with the cranberry sauce just sucks all the moisture out of my mouth Oh really? It just instantly dries my mouth. But if I so did it make you? Bit, so did it make you want to drink more or eat more? Eat. Yeah. Okay. I added some of the cranberry to my sweet potatoes. Uh huh. And and then drink the wine, and that was a really good balancing. I think the herbs on the sweet potatoes plus like the additional heftiness of the potato. Right. Right. Helped balance, and then I got a really nice flavor out of the wine. So tell me again how you did your sweet potatoes. Mine had that compound Um, butter with the the, uh, different herbs and the... Mine was olive oil, garlic salt, and then the fresh herbs. So thyme, sage, and rosemary. Okay. Just chopped up and roasted. I roasted them in my little toaster oven. Yeah. They're little medallions of heaven, quite frankly. They're delicious. (laughs) <laughs> made a face what what happened there john what happened I, john so okay so my i tried around my plate i tried the cranberry last because it's such an outlier it's really so i think so my cranberry sauce by itself is really really balanced you know you get kind of all those like nice flavors this wine is absolutely gorgeous it's it's got that nice heft and that like weight that you want from like a Bordeaux or a Merlot or a Bordeaux blend. Um, those like 
earthy kind of tones, but then this dark, rich fruit, almost like coffee and chocolate even, like down there. Worked really, really well with my potatoes. Worked well with the turkey. Went stellar with the stuffing. And there was a fight in my mouth on the cranberries. Like, they were not playing well together. And I think it's just because there was there was a t- there's a tartness to my cranberries with that sweetness and that like light acidity, and it just crashed and burned against everything in the wine. I mean, it yeah. turned like I made I made it like you made a very squishy face. I made a very it was, yeah. I wish we had the uh, I needed a snapshot of that. Here, <laughs> it me, was, hold on, hold on, let me. <laughs> I'm okay. not making that face again. All right, make that face again. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it, but for those of you who know Jordan, it was like it's like Jordan's white wine face. It was just oh like, really? No, I think I'm so not. I've not seen her face, but that face was I think worse than that and could have possibly been. It was weird because it attacked it like it attacked my mouth really strangely. Like I've never had it happen before because it was like. All of the wine flavor, all of the acidity and the tannins like attacked the cranberry and the cranberry fought back with extra tartness. So it was it was just like tart orange pith and dark fruit and balsamic vinegar. And it was just everything going against each other in the absolute worst way it could happen. And I did not expect it at all. Okay, now that you've tried it, try it again. No. <laughs> and let's, no. let's just see what happens this time. <laughs> I'll be I'll be ready for it. I won't make the face. The first time I was not ready for it. Like I still like I still feel this like weird acidic bite in the back of my cheek. Yeah. It's not even like back like where you feel acid and tannin. Literally like sitting at my gum in the back corner of my mouth. So like, my Merlot didn't have that much that many Ugh. that a whole lot of tannins. I mean, they're there, but my teeth aren't fuzzy or anything. Well, and it it's not that mine had a lot of tannins. It's that's like, it was all those like bitter astringent flavors all came together at once. And, like, and then boom. What, and that's what I was tasting in multiple yeah. different ways. And it was, it reminds me of an extremely out of tune fourth grade orchestra. <laughs> like when everybody's trying to figure out how to play the strings and nobody's quite got it yet and there's just all this dissonance sound and it just makes your like eye twitch and you kind of just have to squirm through it but it's it's it was that like it was that harsh it was way so, weirder than i expected so what was the, uh what was your band director i mean there was uh, Mrs. Coward, and then there was the other guy, Seltzer. And it's like when us adults were, uh, huh? The and well, we were a thundering herd, cowherd, and well, he had us to play some music, and 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 we played pretty well actually, but for the tuning note, it he said. Play the most horrible note you can possibly play, mm-hmm. <laughs> and for adults that have, for adults that haven't played in a while, that could be really horrible. 
Yeah. But it always it was always so much fun for us on this side, and it was always so much fun on the people on the other side because they weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. That was a really good fundraiser, and that was always fun. Yeah. You know, I don't typically pick up Merlots, and I blame Sideways probably for that. I don't know. Like everybody else, I fall prey to, uh, I don't know how I feel about Merlot. But this is reminding me that, like, it's really delightful. It's a very, like, this could go with pizza. This could go with Thanksgiving dinner. This could go with a pot of spaghetti and meatballs. Or yep. Yeah. Mushrooms or, you know, Merlot? very yeah. versatile. Merlot is such a great middle, middle red. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a middle head it's usually like a middle heavy red mm-hmm. and but it usually carries you know once again we're gonna talk about acidity it, car- it usually carries enough acidity and that it can cut through heavier dishes but it's also not super heavy like a big cab that's gonna weigh your palate down right and i marie i totally agree with you like i know so many people that don't go to merlot because of sideways but well i think there's another i love but then they're also like oh well i really love bordeaux blends and you're like that's excuse me it's like but i think there's another reason too if you've had that merlot that is very very pepper and there are some that can turn you off completely to merlot's I like the pepper in a Cab Sav and a Syrah and a Malbec. Like, I like peppery. I do, too. But a lot of people, it's like, they probably make that face like Josh did. But I still don't buy Merlot. You're still going to go to the grape that you that you feel more I'm comfortable gonna, with. If I'm going to go pick out a wine most of the time, it's going to be Pinot Noir if I want something light, a red blend Cab Sav. GSM kind of game because somewhere along the lines that's where I anchored and I think I probably have had some very heavy Merlots um, that have informed that but it's nice to remember that sometimes you can go and spend 20 bucks and get a very decent very balanced Merlot from the So you talked about the different things that it could go with, but you didn't mention anything that was on your plate. So on your plate, what would you say that Merlot goes well with? It goes best with my sweet potatoes. Okay. Okay. I'll buy that. I did a bite, what my friend Liz used to call the perfect bite, where you add just a little bit of everything. (laughs) And when I take just a little bit of potato and a little bit of cranberry uh-huh. sauce and a little bit of stuffing, it also works really well because I think then there's, I the only thing it doesn't go well with is just cranberry sauce. Right. Just the, the cranberry sauce alone. My battle was not as intense as Josh's battle, but my battle also happened. And was okay. Good. I didn't see a face. I didn't make a face, but I, I probably puckered. It went, okay. you know, because it just dried a lot for me. So that's the only thing I would say it didn't go with. I think it, about, like I said, it balanced very well with most of my plate, especially uh-huh. when I mixed things together, which 
let's be honest, at Thanksgiving, my food is not in cute little ramekins and in nice little solo plate. They're all right. piled on top and mixing together anyways. So I think that's perfect plate anyway. Yeah. What about for you, Dad? What is what was kind of your highlights of your plate? So lights. So the cranberries, because I put those walnuts in there. Those earthy, earthy walnuts, which did not work with that rose, worked well with this Merlot. Now, the other food were good too. It's like you said, Marie, those, those sweet potatoes. I think these sweet potatoes could go with any of these wines we're going to have. Well, I mean, it's most... potatoes. Potatoes are, you know, the best thing in the world right. when it comes to yeah. food. So. Awesome. What, what would you say, Josh? What would the best with your wine in the your place? So for me, it was the stuff. It was the it was the dressing that I did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're more like scalloped potatoes, aren't they? My dressing. Oh, your dressing. Okay. My dressing was probably the best. I didn't really do a bunch of so. When I made my when I made my dressing, I had in my fridge some. Roasted garlic herb Parmesan butter that I had made a couple weeks ago. And I used that as kind of my fat when I was frying off my sausage. And then when I cooked down the leeks in there and added a little bit more when I put the bread in to kind of incorporate everything. So mine's not really herby. Mm. The, all the really herbaceousness, there's a little bit coming from the butter, but most of it's coming from the sausage. But the bread, I'm going to show you guys this. The Beautiful. bread kind of, yeah. it kind of fried up uh-huh, in uh-huh. That and then kind of cooked down. Yeah. So you get this like nice, like toasty, earthy. And I used, I had a uh, potato bread. Okay. Which has its own kind of like little earthy kind of flavor to it. It, I think to me, it works the best because that it's playing more in the earth in that earthy realm where my, especially this, especially this Santamillon lives a little bit more in that earthy, that Barney kind of feel. And it was almost like it just kind of came around it and added this extra, um, almost like savory fruitiness to it. I don't know how to kind of describe it. Um, but that to me worked the best. Now it went great with the potatoes. It went great with the turkey we've talked about how it went with the cranberry so for me where i for me it was the best with my uh dressing okay but i don't think it would go best with your dress like the dressing that you make no probably probably not because that's so it's so herbaceous and plays a little bit more in that like mid to higher range with the egg and yeah, and all that. Which, which this stovetop's not, but still. No, but I, I gotta say, this like sage stovetop stuffing dressing that I bought, it is really well herbed. And like, it tastes similar to yours, Dad, minus maybe the egg component. Yeah, like it okay. It has a lot of richness to it, which is. Right. I mean, there's like 14 different flavors of stovetop t- stuffing, I realized. I, I know that. I, I saw that today. Oh, the, the other day. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, 
I think traditional sage is the one that's calling my name. Right. I'm glad I grabbed it because it's really good. I'm yeah. going to make some stuffed portobello mushrooms later this week with the leftover stuffing. Ooh, that sounds good. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. I It was on the back of my box as a recipe. Oh, really? Okay. They, were, they, were, they did like mushroom caps, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can get some mushrooms from Imperfect Foods and have well, okay. yeah. stuffing mushroom dinner so i'm excited about that because i think that's gonna be really really tasty and super mm-hmm. easy like yeah so easy to make like dad takes 45 minutes to get his ready and then another two hours to cook it there's the minutes. yeah you got that nailed but not the right. 45 or two hours to cook it. Okay, How long does an it take hour to and cook? a half? Hour 20. An hour and a half. Ish. And then it's always, ah, oh, it's still a little wet. I got to add some more I need to keep to it. it in the oven. Let's start heating up other things in the <laughs> oven with it. Well, remember, remember I was, Just Randy, took 10 Randy, <laughs> Randy wanted the recipe and it's like, okay, here's how you do it. And you make it a little wet. And he sends me a picture, and it's like soup. And it's like, no. When I said wet, I did not say soup. (laughs) Right. But this took me a cup and a half of water, four tablespoons of butter, boiled, dump it in, and it was done. Five minutes. minutes. (laughs) And it's it's pretty good. I'm just saying. It's pretty good. And like, I this is not what I fill my plate up with. No. All right, are we up for the are we up for the cab now? Sure, but I want to go back to like using leftover stuffing yeah. real quick. Y'all can go ahead and do it because I just had I had an idea. Yeah. Now for Marie, wouldn't that uh, would do you think it would also make a really good stuffed pepper? Oh. Like a stuffed bell pepper, maybe adding some more spices to it, or I think it yeah. would. Yeah, I would add. Like maybe half and half it with some, so there's not a lot of nutrients and stuffing, right? So when I make, and like peppers are great, but like they're not protein. So if you were stuffing a pepper as a vegetarian, you might Mm -hmm. cut it with some quinoa or some black beans or something. Absolutely. I'm I'm all over the black beans. Yeah. And you can cook those black beans down with some you know, Latin American spices and yeah, 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 yeah. Then I think that would be more of a, like a balanced dish. Whereas like I can basically take the stuffing, put it on top of the mushroom. Of the mushroom. Cause the mushroom is going to, because the mushroom is now my protein, right? Right. Cause my initial thought, my initial thought was, I mean, cause I don't, I don't think, I don't naturally think vegetarian. I can think vegetarian, but I don't, I don't, I'm making you all learn it. It's my favorite. But so, cause my, so what I thought of was taking some chorizo, cooking up some chorizo, mixing it in with that stuffing and then stuffing a pepper with it. Now it's definitely for a non-vegetarian. That would be great. Yeah. And you could probably take, there's some, like, I don't eat a lot of impossible meats because I just don't actually like the flavor of meat. Right. Where I do find those things helpful is when I want the flavor of chorizo or an Italian sausage. Yeah. And so if you were to go vegetarian, you could use a, a meat substitute 
and do something right. similar and it would also be really good okay yeah because the, the 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 mushroom sounds really really good like i can i can see that working really really well and then i start thinking like what else do you stuff what well, they almost like oh can you imagine taking the stuffing doing like the black bean and then making a chili relleno out of it oh yeah yeah absolutely stuffing and then doing that like light little tempura fry. Marie, how about some little shrimpies in there? I don't know me that I would put shrimp with this dressing. It's really herbed and shrimp are so delicate. I mean, I would think yeah. if you're going to do some sort of fish, it would have to be some sort of like You'd need the red meat of fish. You'd need the tuna. like heavier fish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tuna, salmon. Yeah. Something I can see more like, a fla- like a flavored sea bass, but then you have to like chop it, like break it up a little bit. You have to really undercook it. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if that would work. Anyway. Undercook it. Yeah. Well, because you're going to cook it again in the oven, you don't want it to dry right. out. That's why I'm. Right. So, that's that's why I said yeah. that. But anyway, all right. Dad looks like he's already poured his sutter home. Oh, look at that! You put your sutter home in a glass. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you supposed to drink it out of the? The little it's Sutter Home. Based, you can do, based it, on the it's, trash in my neighborhood, yeah. It's Sutter Home. You can do whatever the you want with it. Okay. All right. Okay. So tell. Okay, Dad. Before Marie and I get into this, because I've got a little bit more of my uh, Merlot, I want you to talk us through tasting this Sutter Home. Like, well, I kind of want you to go through it like academically. Treat it like it was a blind. Yeah, and kind of just like, what, what are you getting taste? off of it? I am That's like, it. I haven't had Sitter Home since I was in college. Okay, this is crappy wine, but no. it's wine. <laughs> no, it's thir- no, Dad, it's, seriously. It's 13.5%. What? No, so, so I did this well, what are you with actually my tasting staff. It? So I did this with my staff. Like, we went through different wines, and then we did more of an industrial manipulated wine. Like we went through and we tasted butter Chardonnay because what we tasted, we tasted four different Chardonnays made in different methods, different farming and butter was our mass produced wine. And it was, it's really interesting to actually take this and think about it from more of a kind of where we sit a little bit more in wine, thinking about it academically, like, what are you actually getting off it? Yes, it's alcohol. It's going to get you drunk. It's going to taste okay. But what do you actually get, like, when it comes to this wine, and especially when you're talking about with food? So it's not it's not nearly as dry as the Merlot. It's a seems like it's a uh, a wet wine. There's not nearly as much purple or red fruit as the Merlot. It's it's more viscous, okay, than a cab, a, a true cab. A true cab to me is like almost uh, chewy. This is not that. This so is... What you're, so you're saying there's not a lot of tannins on it? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Not a lot of tannins at all. Is it thin? But you were talking about it being viscous. Is it thin or is it like it's, it's like thin olive oily kind of viscous? Okay, it's thin. no, it's, it's thin. thin, it's thin viscous. 
What about you? You and then talk a little bit more about the fruit because you said there wasn't really red fruit, there wasn't really dark fruit. So what well, there about? is red fruit and there is dark fruit, but it's not like the Merlot. the The red fruit and the dark fruit are just kind of so. Neither one of these are jammy. Neither one of these are fruit, so-called forward. This is fruity, but it's just like. Oh, that's not. It's kind of grape. <laughs> kind of juicy. Almost it's say like juicy. It's almost juicy. Yeah. yeah, it's almost juicy fruit. Okay. So it serves a lot of purpose this way. You know, if okay. you want. So if you for you if you want a, a red wine to go with your pizza, you could put this wine with a white pizza, as opposed to red sauce pizza. Okay. So for the listener's sake, you know, this is actually really fun. Now that I'm actually thinking about it academically and not just looking at it on the surface, this is actually going to be a really fun conversation we're about to have because Marie and I both have the imagery, which is still a larger, a large produced wine, you know, oh, yeah. you look at the label, it's only designated California. So it means this fruit can come from anywhere in California. It's not like just Lodi. It's not that, which is the same as Sutter Home. So we're going to be inter- it's going to be interesting to kind of look at these two larger produced wines. And I would say definitely with Sutter Home, a mass produced wine and see how they do with this. Cause dad's four pack, those four packs, it's about a liter. I think, I think they're each like 200. Uh, uh, is it that's what I'm looking to find out. Is it three? Is it three thirty? I don't see it's it anymore. Many ounces. It may be on. It may be on the four pack packaging. It may not yeah. be on the individual pack. But right. so basically, those like little things are. A hundred and eighty-seven milliliters. Okay, so it's a so that four pack is a bottle. It's a total of wine. bottle. Yeah. yeah, that four pack is a bottle of wine. What you have, Dad, is what's called a split. If you want to talk about it in wine sizing terms, that's what's called a split or basically a glass of wine. So for me, I bought my bottle of imagery and it was 13. I had some Safeway member pricing because in, in Montana, you can discount alcohol, <laughs> but you can't always do it in every state. But this imagery for me was 13.99. So for. And I double, think I paid maybe a two bucks more than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so we're talking like, you know, at Target for double, double and a quarter of the price, double and a half the price. We're looking at a different wine. So it's going to be really interesting. I think it's really going to be really interesting. And dad, I want you to not just think, think of your Sutter home as Sutter, Sutter home. I think you want to think, I really want you to kind of talk about it as just the wine that you're drinking. Cause we get in our heads about these labels and stuff. And, but at the same time, we there are some things that are better than others when you, when we look at these more. So bulk one of the things wine. I really like at the Thanksgiving is Nouveau Beaujolais. <clears throat> yeah, and Nouveau varies from year to year. This kind of has that fresh new wine flavor. It's not a Beaujolais by any stretch of the imagination, but it's. A lot of those Nouveau Beaujolais can have that that thin, viscous wine flavor. 
And just not a lot of complexity to it, right? No, there is not. This is not complex. As Josh likes to say, it's like one note and it's just going to hum along versus like a wave of different flavors. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, I'm ready. What wine do you have, Marie? So, imagery is a, a lovely winery that I have been to in California. And it kind of caught my eye at Target because that's where I was when I was in the mood to buy wine for a couple of reasons. One, we had an imagery last year at Jean's house, which I think was Thanksgiving. Two, because I've been to imagery in the last couple of years as a winery. And they have a very broad spectrum. So you can actually get imagery wine. I think on Delta, maybe Alaska Airlines carries them as oh, well. Really? And and what they've done, kind of like Duckhorn has done with Decoy, they've made different kind of cost points within their wines. And I just, I think they make good wines. When I went to their winery, everything I tried, I liked. I couldn't bring everything home with me because they couldn't ship to Indiana. What? Um, What? Turns out Indiana also has problems with shipping wine from California. I think think Arkansas, if you go to the winery, you can ship anything back. Not everywhere. The caveat, it's a really weird law. But you have to be there, right? No, you don't. You don't have to be there. Your credit card has to be run. It's like your credit card has to be run at the winery. Okay. It's really weird. And I actually know the guy who helped write the law. It's a, really weird, it's a really weird law. And it flimmicks so many people because it's one of the ones that like UPS and FedEx don't even fully understand it because. Right. You can, but you can't, and there's a limit, and there's not a limit. It's so like it's so strange. Well, so a and, lot of them just and I think it's just say, they just say no because they don't want to get in trouble, and I get that. And I think that's imagery's case with Indiana because I can get wine shipped to me, I can get whiskey shipped to me, but when you're at the winery, they kind of have a list. Who knows how often they update it. And this was a case of, they're like, hey, it's too complicated. We don't do it. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'll grab two. I think I brought home two or three bottles in my suitcase. But I like them. I think they make really quality wine. I love it when I see it on the plane. Like this bottle you will find on airplanes. Okay. As the airplane's red wine. And, Uh And so to me... While I might grab a bottle, like I said, Pinot Noir is probably my go-to of like, I don't know what all I'm eating, but I'm going to bring a nice bottle of wine. (laughs) Pinot Noir is my go-to because I like the light flavor of Pinot Noir. For Thanksgiving, I think you need a little bit more depth than Pinot Noir typically. Okay. Yeah. And so Cab Sav is kind of my backup to that. This yeah. isn't a fussy. This is not a. This it's, is not a. It's fussy not show. a. It's not a big cab. It's not an angry cab. She's a just happy cab. She's okay. had a good life. 
in California. <laughs> She's like, yeah. what's up, girl? Well, and it's interesting, night, so you know. Girl dinner, <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, and you know, imagery is actually, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Benzinger Wines mm-hmm. or Benzinger Estate. Um, imagery is a sister project of Benzinger. Oh. So ben, Benzinger is a little bit more, a little bit more niche and smaller. They're fully biodynamic and organic. And then imagery is their kind of light, like they're, like Marie said, they're everyday wine, but they do have a state level imagery, which is, you know, more thoughtfully done. And you're not going to find in supermarket or, or target levels. Like you'll find this, so you're not going to find, you may find maybe in first class, you might find imagery estate or Benzinger, but you're not going to find it just on a standard, in a standard. Oh, okay. I really, I, so I was hesitant about this wine going into it because I know it's a little bit more widely produced and not as thoughtfully produced as a lot of stuff that I've been drinking lately. And I was really expecting, cause when I think of cab and Thanksgiving, I think of big oaky, heavy, mm-hmm. big cabs, which I'm like that. There's no way in the world that goes with Thanksgiving. Because that oak just kills everything. There's not enough acidity usually running through the wine. But this is kind. Of, this is nice. Like this. Like I said, this is not a fussy cabernet. Yeah. This is this she, is your woo girl cab. Yeah, I like my visual. I I think I probably am visual to Josh's musical. Yeah. <laughs> is that this is the cab you can drink playing cornhole on the yard after your meal like maybe you started the bottle with your turkey you have some leftover and you're like let's it's a nice day let's watch the kids play football or let's go play some cornhole or let's just go sit outside on the porch before we get into football games and tv or whatever it is and i i wasn't sure because i It's been a while since I've had this. I think the last time I had it was probably on a plane, this specific one. And I was like, I, I think it'd be fun. And it is, it's not it to Josh's point. This is not a heavy cab. This is a pretty easy drinking cab. And like, as I eat it with the food, it goes well with everything. I actually think it kind of sings best with my cranberry sauce. Oh, really? Okay. She has a little harmony happening there. No good. That isn't happening. Like, she and the the herby potatoes and the herby dressing are, like, having a jam sesh. But, like, you bring the cranberries in and she's, like, singing an operatic. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. Dad, what about your, how is it going with your stuff? So it's like we said, this is light. So it goes the best with this stovetop dressing. You know, I tried it with everything else and nothing really overpowered it, say, but it just like, because it's mellow, it went with the stovetop because the stovetop's mellow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no huge spices. There's no huge tannins with the wine. They just, they went, there was a harmony there because they yeah. just were 
smooth. Not that it went, you know, not that it didn't go with anything else. It did. Mm-hmm. Again, those, you know, those walnuts, those earthy walnuts kind of overpowered it a little bit. But if you eat around those, <laughs> you know, cranberries are good with it. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking up some of the the resources for the for this wine. You know, it's this is not actually 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. It is 95 cab and then 5% Petite Syrah. Petite Syrah, okay. She's yeah, my friend. I like her. Petite Syrah is is one of those one of those lesser grapes that is so freaking delicious. She's she's up there with Syrah. like Cab Franc in the like Oh, you got a little bit of that? Yeah. I'm here for it. A lot of it's adding, probably a lot of it, honestly, is adding some color, color um, yeah. to this. Because so. that's one of the things she's good at. But it also that, like, light little, like, spiciness. Yeah. I think is really coming from some of that petite. I like that spiciness, yeah. Really good. And I really, so one of the things I really like about this one is that it's not, it's not over-oaked. Okay. Like, a lot of times when you get especially California wines that are within a particular price range. You find a lot of oak. You find that like big vanilla, that big, those big oaky flavors that kind of round the wine out and really just make it flat. And you really don't get any of those nuances. I really like, I respect that they're not over oaking this. Yeah. And what they're doing with it. Yeah. And yeah, yours, Dad, is okay. definitely not oaked. It may be chipped. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oak's expensive, man. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just spiling. It's just, it's just, it's just shaving, shaving it off. So, like, well, we that's... approached the oak and then we backed away. Yeah, we we drove we drove our grapes past a cooperage, and they got a little <laughs> bit of oak sandals that were going. In. But no, which <laughs> I mean, I. I say all that to say. Aside. Jokes aside, like you're not going to find a lot of oak in that in those wines. No, because, uh, literally, oak is expensive. Like I, I'm not paying. So, I'm not paying for it. You're not no, paying you're for not. oak. You're not no. paying for ripe grapes. You're paying for a light Cabernet-ish flavor. And I think yeah. that's why, like you said, it really only went with something on your plate that was a lot lighter. Right. That didn't have a whole lot going on that it could really kind of mesh with. Because how was it with your sweet potato? It went well. It was fine. Yeah. Because the sweet potato is is pretty mellow. I mean, there's not a whole lot of... uh, The sweet potato compound butter did have garlic, but not that much. It didn't ask for pepper, so there was no pepperness to it. There was... Let's see, a little basil, a little onion. It says shallots, but I like I like the red onion instead of shallots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it went fine, you know? Nothing crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's proof, though, that, like, you don't have to spend $50 on your bottle of red wine for an event. Like... If no. someone rolls up to your, your Thanksgiving with a cheap bottle of red wine and it makes them happy, then it makes Absolutely. 
right? Like it's all about giving thanks and we give thanks for all the grapes that make us happy. Right. Even if they're only $6 for a four pack. of Exactly. It's okay. That's fine. And then, and then you have your own little stash. And then sometimes <laughs> if you're, if you want to upgrade your life, you upgrade your life and that's fine too. And if they come and by, also, you can share it with them. You can start with your $50 bottle of wine and then go to your $25 bottle of wine and then your $6. Like you can tear what, it out because as you're drinking more, you don't need as much. But what would Jesus do? He'd share it with everybody. He turned the water into the $50 bottle of wine. Does he, though? Because I think he just turned it into, like, cask wine. I don't know. He did. He pleased his mama, which is what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. Which is one of the reasons, like, I pick, like, the wines that I do. I'm like, hmm, what could I impress mom with that mom would never, ever buy in her entire life? That's it. But then I pour for her, and she's like, huh. Not that I'm saying I'm Jesus or anything, but. Um, but she likes so to impress your mama. But then she takes a drink of it. And she's like, "Oh, this is really, this is really nice." Like, yeah. I right. can't. I, I, I can think back to probably four different wines that I've brought to Thanksgiving that mom has moved into her repertoire, and none of them all, not of them are, all of them are fifty dollars or above. No, a lot of them are you know twenty, fifteen, twenty dollar bottles. But it's just stuff that like. And that's kind of where I go when it comes to what I pick. It's like, I want to th- bring something that people may not have tried before because they're not going to buy it. But I know that's right. going to be good because I love to share. I love to share these experiences. Josh and likes I, acts of likes acts of giving. I do. Yes, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy gift giving and I enjoy when people around me are happy experience which is why as an introvert i can work at a bar and it's not always work because i'm still taking care of people and making them feel good that's yeah. right but that's that's me and i mean and you know to each kind of whatever you pick and that you know that's the fun thing about thanksgiving is everybody has a different reason of what they pick you yeah. know mm-hmm. at our so for at the hawthorne you know we have sixteen. We have sixteen staff members, and we have sixteen different wines that people picked, and they're from all over the world. Different price ranges, different grapes, different styles, and it's crazy that it just goes to show, like, like I think I think I have the most expensive bottle, and I think that's part of like I don't mind spending the money on the holiday, but we have bottles that are. Under twenty, I think we have a couple that are under twenty dollars nice. that are people's Thanksgiving picks, and one of them is gonna be oh, it's Peak Lanieri. If I if I was bringing out of out of the ones besides my own, if there were there are a couple that I would definitely bring to Thanksgiving, but they're they all they're just anyway they're so good. One's a Northern nice. Italian wine, well Peak Lanieri is just amazing. Which is not in Arkansas, so don't try and find it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, don't even bother. So, it's like, so don't what, even... what part of Italy is it? It's, so it's from. It's from. So Piclaneri is. It's from Frulia, which is the north eastern part of Italy, and it's one of the. It's 
one it was one of the last like regions as a holdout to join the Italian country. Yeah. And they're so they're very different and they had a whole like indigenous grapes that used to use and they started getting lost as people were pulling them up and then this producer his name's Emilio Buffon he is doing a lot of research and putting like making sure these grapes are still grown in this region because there's such a rich history for these type of wines from this really specific region okay and it's so good like it reminds me the Piccolinieri reminds me of that middle space between Gamay and um, Merlot. Like there's that weird, like fresh, but dark, but light, but easy drinking, just that, oh, yeah. that little space that sits right there. And it's, it's a super good one. We have somebody who picked a Pais, which is the mission grape, which is the grape that the Spaniards brought to South America to make all the communion wine out of. We've got Nebbiolo, Chardonnay, Chenin Blanc from Vouvray. Like, there's just stuff all over the place, which is really exciting. So, I'm going to make a little plug. Um, if you're in Helena, Montana, <laughs> try and get to the Hawthorne on I Monday will. the 20th because oh, no. Monday the 20th is when... Are you going to be there, Maria? On the 20th? No, she will not. Uh, I won't be there until, thanks- this, until Thanksgiving Day. We're doing our Thanksgiving tasting, and for $30, you can walk in the door and try all these wines. That's amazing. That's yes. a lot of taste. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. For $30. And I'm like, they're like, do you think that's too... Um, they're like, we had to raise the price. And I'm like, that's still a super deal. I'd pay 50 bucks to do that. That's like 2 bucks a taste. That's... Uh, or no, 50 cents a taste. And you can taste kind of Whatever as much as you want. 50 <laughs> cents a taste. Oh. No. Two, $2 a taste. I did my math yeah. backwards. Two oh, there's 15 of them? 16. There's 16 of them. Yeah. Ooh. That's a, anyway. that's a solid tasting, Josh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, well, should so. we go make dessert? our cocktails, desserts? Oh, I'm ready. Who's ready? All right. Let's go ahead and I'm make, gonna, and I'm going to grab my dessert while I make cocktail. Yeah, right, I'm a, I, I I'm didn't a, make a dessert, but I will go make my dessert cocktail. All right. We're back. So I did find uh, a, what? What happened? I was just going to say it's time for dessert. <laughs> it is time to dessert. And I was going to say, I, I found a apple Bloom in my freezer. So what did you, what was your dessert? What dessert did you find, Josh? Well, I mean, like Marie mentioned, my birthday is always around Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving. But when I was at Safeway, I found a strawberry slice of like a strawberry cream cake. And for those of you who are probably longtime listeners, you know, my favorite cake is strawberry. strawberry. Cake. And it's, it's very, very hard on Thanksgiving to have a strawberry cake. So I usually get a cake like this. So I decided to grab a slice because for me, Thanksgiving birthday cake is always something that I have. Do, do we need to put a candle in it and sing you happy birthday? 
No, because we're still, you know, 12 days before my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate, I hate having happy birthday signed to me, (laughs) as you know. (laughs) I know. That's why I wanted to (laughs) I didn't get a birthday, uh, a a dessert treat. I just made my sugary cocktail instead. Well, it's kind of funny that dad, I, I know it was what you had, but if there's one pie that's like not at our Thanksgiving. Exactly. It's usually apple. Hannah always pecan. Hannah always brings apple. She always brings pumpkin because David David loves pumpkin. I don't think we normally have apple pie, Dad. We don't have apple pie, Dad. We did last year. We did last year. Hannah brought it. And I then of course, some... and then of course, we always have pecan pecan pie. I am. I literally upgraded my seat today on my way to um, Montana, so I can have storage space for a pecan pie. Because I don't know what we're doing for Thanksgiving, but I'm don't... eating pecan. I'm eating pecan pie. If nothing else happens, I'm eating pecan pie. So it... I'm bringing that, and it's TSA legal. I double check. Are you gonna do pecan? Or are you gonna do bourbon pecan? I was just planning pecan. Okay, that's fine, because I know you flirted with both recipes. In the I have past. flirted with a bourbon pecan. Um, at the end of the day, I like just a straight pecan pie. Yeah. So, for the for the listeners, because we haven't actually explained this yet. No. So, what we're doing is we decided not only are we going to do wine pairings, but we decided to do some sort of cocktail for dessert pairing. So, we all have come up with some sort of liquor-based drink that we are going to have, which we think is a really great option for dessert. Because sometimes you just want to switch it up for a little bit before you go back to your bubbles or whatever and go throw a cornhole or whatever. Because cocktails really, I think cocktails really lend themselves to dessert at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So let's go, let's go around and talk about our cocktails. Dad, what do you have? What do you have as your cocktail? So I have a apple bourbon cocktail and okay the where i got the recipe from is um i'm a member on facebook the arkansas bourbon community and this came well this plus a bunch of other cocktails came up so i thought it'd be very apropos because (laughs) we argued about this but I think Hannah always brings an apple pie, and we'll see this year to see if I had that right. And so, it's it's a good one. I'll talk about the recipe later. So, okay. Marie, what Marie, you- what about you? So, I also have an apple cocktail. However, my reasoning is different than Dad's. <laughs> okay. So I used a rye. From Montana. Josephine. Josephine. I used Apple Pie Moonshine from Arkansas. Crystal Ridge, right? Crystal Ridge. And I used Marshmallow Bourbon from Indiana. So that it's a little bit of all of us in a cocktail. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. That Hotel Tango Smallow is so good. I will tell you more about Hotel Tango when we <laughs> get to talking about it, but I love them. And I, yes, 
that was the initial inspiration for my cocktail. And then I decided to make it about each of us. So that's well, what Josh okay. wanted to do. And so for me, so what I really wanted to do, I left at dad's house. And if he hasn't drank it yet, he needs what? to drink it. What? I really, I really wanted to do Madeira because I think Madeira is so good. First of all, I think Madeira is good, period. End of story. But the like nutty, like fruitiness of it really lends itself to the myriad of desserts that you get at Thanksgiving. But can't really get a good Madeira up here. And I left my Madeira with you. So I decided to be really cheap or not really cheap, but just really simple. And I think this is going to go really well. I am just doing a straight pour of Probitas white rum, blended white rum out of uh, Antigua, uh, sorry, Barbados. So this is a blended white rum from Barbados. There's a little bit of, and I can, I'll talk more about when it's my turn, but I'm just doing a straight pour of that. And we'll, kind of talk about why I didn't do a cocktail overall. Okay. But just this one. So well, Josh, that, it's it's arbitrarily your birthday for this podcast. I think you should start. Also because you have the simplest oh, answer. Okay. I think yeah. So okay, so I've got my I've got my cake, which is usually my dessert. I'm not a huge pie person. That's um, a huge piece of pie though. It's a cake it's a piece of cake, first of all. Okay, a piece of cake, but that's pretty <laughs> let's, huge. Let's, let's calm down. <laughs> but I'm not. From a my king. perspective is as big as your head. Well, it's <laughs> but I'm I'm not a huge pie person. So at Thanksgiving, when it comes to desserts, for me, I'm usually eating cake, and usually there's usually some sort of strawberry style cake that that shows up because it's my birthday, and Grandma, whose birthday was two days before mine, we would always celebrate our birthdays together at Thanksgiving. And she really enjoyed cake as well. So, yes. and she likes strawberries. So we would usually have a strawberry cake and it'd be fine. But that's usually my kind of my dessert. And so I, I did this Provitas rum. So this, this, this rum, like I said, it's a blended white rum. And it's really, really cool because it's two different styles of rum. So you have mm-hmm. coffee okay. still, which has like different levels that you can change yeah. how it distills in a calm still. And you have pot stilled rum, which gives a nice like earthy funkiness when it comes to rum. And they do this at Foursquare Distillery and then they blend them together. There's a touch of aging on it, so it's not... There's a little bit of aging, but it's always under that limit, which I think is six months when it comes to rum. And you get this like nice, earthy, sweet funkiness. It's almost like, like if you close your eyes, you think it's molasses, but then when you taste it, it's really still light and sugary and fresh, which reminds me, because I'm not a huge fan of pecan pie, but it reminds me of the feeling of pecan pie where you have that like dark Cairo eggy, sweetie kind of earthiness. And then that pecan, which kind of gives you that as well. And I just think it goes really well. And it's just something super simple. It's light enough that it goes with some sort of strawberry cake and it's sweet. And I always like to finish 
sweet, especially if I'm going to go cocktail or some sort of liquor. If I'm not going yeah, okay. sparkling wine, but that's that's why I pick this, and it's it's super yummy. And if you have it, if you if you can get your hands on Probitas rum, not only is it great, it's a great sipping rum, it's a great cocktail rum as well. Okay. About and Josh, you have it just on like one big cube. It looks like is that correct? Mm-hmm. And how about how much did it cost you in in Montana for that bottle? Um, I think Probitas will run between thirty and forty five dollars bottle. Okay. Which so it's, it's a good sipper, but like it's mm-hmm. a good delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those, and it may be actually be cheaper than that because this I don't I actually bought this bottle in Arkansas. Oh, okay. And it was probably twenty five to thirty five dollars in Arkansas. Because, and that's the other thing, rum, rum is such a deal. Rum, like, please, I know if if it's because of our podcast that it blows up, if it's because of our podcast that it blows up, I don't really care. And I'm going to be like, oh my God, people are listening. (laughs) But rum is so underrated and it's so good. And we've talked about this on the podcast before a couple different times when we've talked about rum, but the American palate grows up with sweetness Mm -hmm. and it, it baffles my mind that most of the time when people go to liquor, they go to, they go to mixed vodka, which covers your sweetness, or you go to whiskey. But whiskey is really harsh and peppery and um, smoky. It's smoky, but if you go to rum, it's almost like it's like that Coke of the liquor world because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have you still feel this lovely sweetness. And I was really turned on to it by our friend, friend of the podcast, Dave. But this one, this one's really good. It's got a nice little funkiness to it, which is why I think it would lend itself to really fun cocktails too. Like How? if you think about a daiquiri, but then add like this like light earthy funkiness underneath it, it's kind of where that probitas would sit. So it's a little funkier than the ten to one we had with Dave. The white, a little bit. A, a little bit funkier than the white rum, yes. It's about as funky as the dark rum. Okay, cool. That's oh, okay. Cool. Or, Dad, you, you've you had, Maria, I don't know if you had the Hamilton's Jamaican pot still black rum. Yeah. Remember how you you and I had that in one of my cocktails, and I said, like, I'd used a quarter of an ounce because it just gave that funky edge to it. This is on the sipping side of that funkiness. Yeah, Okay. Like it. Banana nut bread. It's like banana nut bread. That's what it is. I was like, there's something right there. There's that that, that like <laughs> sweet that I like that sweet earthy funkiness that you get with banana nut bread. That kind of what reminds me of. Solid. It's really yummy. Yeah, I don't sip rum often, even though I have some really good rums in my bar, like the ten to ones, and I have a couple mm-hmm. diplomaticos and. Um, I forget about them, but I love them. I love rum. And that, and, and I love it because it keeps rum cheap. Like, yeah. There are great rums. Like that Diplomatico Extra Reserva, that that you buy. Yeah. About 35. Like, what, 35. Which is, you can barely buy good higher-end sipping bourbon or lower-end sipping bourbon for $35 yeah. per fifth. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it, Josh. Anyway. And your cake's yeah, it's, I assume. Oh, and the cake the cake's amazing. And it just what it does is it just adds this like banana y funkiness to the cake and it's almost like strawberry banana. 
mm-hmm. with this like light funkiness, which is really, really good. Strawberry bananas are great together. Oh yeah. So Marie, what about yours? So now it's okay. your turn. Cause I know you're, yeah, I, I could see your cocktail going pretty quickly. Well, I, <laughs> I have to be respectful of myself and I only poured myself a half cocktail. Um, mm. because of the wine that I just opened in my house. Um, <clears throat> so we had Josephine's on the podcast a while ago and we did a whole tasting of the St. Liberty whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And Josephine Dude. was y'all's favorite. Like, Absolutely. I, I think I bought you each a bottle of Josephine for Christmas. You did. That year. So, Still to this day, my favorite rye I've ever had. Right. So I was, I, I, I did a couple experiments with this drink and I started actually with one of the other St. Liberty wines. I started with the Mary's four grain, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was very much the cocktail whiskey of the three. She's very blendable. But what I found since the moonshine and the schmaller are very sweet, I wanted a little bit more heftiness with the, so I, I, I moved to Josephine for that purpose. So I have the full cocktail recipe is two ounces of Josephine, one ounce of the Crystal uh, Ridge Apple Pie Moonshine. So this is from Hot Springs, Arkansas. There are plenty of apple apple pie moonshines out there on the market. Uh, Josh and I went to Crystal Ridge, I think, before or after a Thanksgiving dinner one year. (laughs) It was it was it was after it was after the it was after at Jean's house when they were all there. We had we had a little like buffer, and so we went and tasted some some different liquors. And I came home with a couple. So this is a sweet moonshine. It definitely tastes more like apple pie than like a rough moonshine. So there's an ounce of this in the full recipe, and then really quick for those of you in Arkansas. Don't sleep on Crystal Ridges. If you can go down there, it's really, really, really well done stuff. I don't know if they've if they've got uh, distribution right yet, rights yet, but, but it's really good. And their tasting room is great, and they they give you great taste. Yeah, of stuff. I came home with their espresso, which I think I also considered making like an espresso martini with their moonshine. Mm-hmm. Really good. They did you know, a cinnamon, um, moonshine with cider. Like they have a lot, a lot of really good options. I agree, Josh, don't sleep on it. And then from Indianapolis, um, hotel tango is based here. It is veteran owned. So also apropos coming out of veterans weekend and Josh, I think you texted me one time and you're like, have you heard of this stuff? (laughs) I was like, yeah, because yes. so I yeah. I saw it at a place in Hot Springs that they were doing a s'mores cocktail. Yes, and I was like, <laughs> what is this? And I was like, oh yeah, like I lit. I I've been. They have multiple locations in Indianapolis. They make really good whiskey and bourbon. Uh, I love supporting them because not only are they veteran owned, they have a female co-founder. They support the LGBTQ um, community in Indianapolis that very much needs it. So the cocktail was two ounces of Josephine, an ounce of apple pie moonshine, half an ounce of the schmallow. It is very sweet. It is very, very sweet. 
And then I also have apple bitters on my bar. So I oh. used some apple bitters in the cocktail as well and stirred it on ice. For Is it green? Is it like green apple bitters or is it more like sweet apple bitters? It's more of a sweet apple bitters. I've used it. Uh, I think I bought them because I was making a um, apples, a hard apple cider whiskey cocktail. And we used apple uh, bitters for that. They're not super bitter, but they do just elevate the apple in the cocktail. And then I added a little cinnamon graham cracker to the side of my rim um, for the sake of the podcast. And I like it. It, it's, it is a sweeter cocktail. It's definitely a dessert cocktail, even with Josephine's. Um, mm-hmm. The other two components are so sweet, but the ounce and a half of that versus the two ounces of Josephine's is pretty well balanced. It's just sweet enough that it's a nice dessert. It's not overly sweet. But yeah, so that's my cocktail. It's not necessarily Thanksgiving-y. I don't think of apple as Thanksgiving, but... I wanted to Definitely. kind of represent us and be a little sweet and tart and fun. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely fall. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives you fall vibes and that's smallow. So for those of you who may have never had it, it's not just marshmallow flavor. It it's toasted. almost like a toasted marshmallow flavor. Oh, so okay. you have that kind of like yeah. that rounded, earthy, campfireiness plus that smoke. sweet. Yeah, that sweet marshmallow, which if I would have known about that, when I did that, dad, remember when I did my, Marie, you might remember this too. I did my like, um, marshmallow. I did my like s'mores cocktail with mezcal and yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think you used screwball. Um, you did use screwball. Yeah. But that smallow, it would also make a great. You can kind of tell. So it is labeled as toasted marshmallow bourbon. And you can tell by the color. It is not beautiful color. Sweet marshmallow. Mm. It's not a marshmallow liqueur. It's not vanilla cake. It is toasted. It is bourbon. It it is richer. And I think that's why you just a little bit of it. I think half ounce, yeah. Yeah. So even, used. You could even use less of the apple pie moonshine if you weren't as interested in the apple flavor, but I liked it. I felt like this was, I think the first time I tried, I did a little more, I tried to like go even Z's on the, on the schmallow and the moonshine. And I liked a little mm. bit more of the apple coming out um, at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, but I thought it was a fun way to like represent where we all are. Yeah. And have yeah. a little dessert with it as well. So, you know, it, they they fun. did a, um, a chocolate or a cacao moonshine as well. Yeah, you could definitely switch that out for something like like that and make yeah. a s'mores. Well, and style I thought of like making so, like I said, I have the espresso moonshine espresso. as well. I thought about doing like an espresso cocktail with a little bit of cacao. I have a creme de cacao on my bar. Mm-hmm. That could be really a delicious thing uh, as well. But so I think the Schwalo is a really fun one. If you can find it from Hotel Tango and quite frankly, anything from Hotel Tango in Indianapolis, 
they make really good stuff. Um, I've never been disappointed, so I love them. Dad, I know, I know you can find that in in Little Rock. Oh, I, I can. Yeah, yeah, they have made. Well, because the the rooftop bar at the at the, the waters. Oh, really? Okay. Is where I first saw the Smallow because they were doing a s'more style cocktail with it. Oh, okay. Um, so I know, so I know you can find the Hotel Tangle stuff in oh, okay in Arkansas. I don't, I don't think it's in Montana. I, it's pretty regulatory market here. Yeah. If it ever gets here, though, it's gonna go really, really well. Yeah, I think. I think it would. All be right, Dad. Well. What about yours? Oh, so I. I think I said this, the Arkansas bourbon community put out some good cocktails for this time of year. And so I chose what they called the Juicy Apple Bourbon. And it's it says it's a one and a half ounce of Kentucky Strike. So what dad do? Three ounces. <laughs> no, dad did only two. Okay, just a little up, not a full double. It's just two, like, it just like two, bumped it up. Just bumped it up a little bit to make, you know, make it equal to the two ounces of apple juice. And then three quarters of a simple syrup and a half a teaspoon of maple syrup. Now, that's really hard to measure, right? So it might have had a little extra. And then it says a wedge of of lemon. Well, I didn't think the lemon would go well, so I skipped that. But I added the apple. So like slivers of apple. You know, you, you put all that together, you put it in your shaker, you shake it up with ice, and you pour it over your fresh large cube with the apples. And it went well, really, really well with that apple bloom that I had. So, so Marie says it's not Thanksgiving, but it's definitely fall. Yeah. You know, Dad, I'm going to challenge you to try it again with the lemon because it sounds like it's a play on a whiskey smash. It probably, that, it, it probably is a play on With smash. that acidity to kind of cut through... And just lift yes. that cocktail a little bit. I, I would, I, I'm going to challenge you to try it again with that. All right, I, I'll do that. Not now, not that. now, not now. No, I'm done for <laughs> the done. day. Yeah, yeah. You, you got dinner. You got to get to. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used the old fashioned recipe as a base for mine. Like that's where I started on my recipe. Right, my... right. You mean? Negroni recipe. No. I one one one. This is not even close to one one one. Well no, when you <laughs> started you said you did equal proportions. I actually started with one and a half ounces of Mary's, three quarters of an ounce of apple pie, and half an ounce of schmallow. And then I uh, went okay. and I like balanced because that apple pie moonshine's so sweet. Yeah. But yeah, you take this is where like those classic cocktails are really helpful, right? Like take mm -hmm. an old fashioned, take a Manhattan, take a smash. Right. right. And play with the ingredients. Right. And see what happens. 
and yeah, like I, I didn't follow anything exactly. I was like, I think I need less of the sweet things. And so, and so you lessen your sweet, so yeah. I my sweet things, but those are always really, really helpful. And the I other thing I would dad with your cocktail, I think it would be fun, very much folly, but not Thanksgiving y, is playing with some herbs, like some thyme or rosemary rosemary i would say rosemary yes time would be fun with that like lemony brightness that you can get double strain it or even going the like sour route and going like lemon juice with that and an egg white to give you that like texture and yeah could be there there'd be some other adjusting that has to be done to that recipe but like you go to like to me whiskey smashes and whiskey sour are really really close together with what is actually happening within the cocktail mm-hmm. and just Josh, that, like when, when you think about adding herbs to a cocktail because i think actually this cocktail could also use some herbs yours yeah mine could use a little bit of herbaceous no, there's very little of that. Is it primarily something you just throw into the shaker and strain out? Or like I have a mint syrup that I made in my fridge or a basil syrup. Do you make a syrup out of it? Like, well, I think, yeah, I think what's yours. Easiest? What's good? Basil syrup well, for yours. I think, it, I think it depends on how the cocktail is built. I think if the cocktail is built with a syrup in in its in its initial creation, you have more license to play with that syrup itself. I think the first, like with yours, Marie, I think the first step that I would do is I would try taking those apple bitters and replacing them with lavender bitters. Mm. Like I would, I, I would play instead of yeah. With 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 your initial place, I would go play in the bitter space because especially if it's like Bee Brothers, you know, those are very just flavor-based bitters they're not actually like bitter bitters yeah but then like i would try that but then if it doesn't give me what i want then i may go into more of a fresh space where as a stirred cocktail as yours is i would do some you know arab you know smacking to like wake it up throw it in yeah definitely um, basil yeah stir stir there but with yours Yours seems like it needs some sort of like citrusy like inlet, mm-hmm. like some sort of like acid like thrown in there, like an like your brain thinks of tartness, and that's why I was like, time, uh, time like plays in that like can play in that lemony oh, space or yeah. lavender takes like this high like this really high throw, or um, even basil basil plays super savory. So you really have to be careful with basil, I think, because you can take a cocktail that's really nice and balanced and then throw something in like basil or even sage or tarragon. And it just kind of like you get some of this like dissonance that it's like, okay, well, we're we're playing in the sweet space and you're trying to go over here too hard. Tarragon, Um, yeah. yeah. Like one of mine, I... One of the ones I played with, I took like a rosemary sprig and I like 
caught it on fire and I kind of smoked yeah. it and gave it a little bit of that uh, campfire mm -hmm. flavor. Because I was like, well, schmallows, roasted marshmallows. And, and that played okay. I think you're right. I think a little citrus could play well. So cool. And even so like maybe just expressing like a citrus over yeah. it or taking like that and like doing a flame, like a flame throat, like a, yeah. a citrus flame on it could give you that with a good wipe. And, but it's, it's interesting. And, you know, now we're getting into winter citrus season, which, you know, throws a lot of really fun citrusy kind of flavors in with it. Like, you know, a quarter ounce of blood orange could change both y'all's cocktails immensely, or even mm -hmm. a quarter ounce of like a super funky rum mm -hmm. adds that kind of in there. So it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting play. And, you know, like we've talked about before with cocktails, dad and I have talked about this. It's really just about you have, you take that think and you go, if I add this, do I think it's going to do better? And then you try it. And if it doesn't, you go, okay, well that didn't fucking work. So I'm just going to throw this away. And it's hard to throw away alcohol, but sometimes you have to go in that, yeah. in that space. And then if you have extra sweet, the other thing you could throw in is a shrub, like creating yeah. a vinegar, like a vinegar shrub. And anyway, there's, there's a yeah. lot of different ways you go, but herbs, herbs are definitely like specifically, you, you don't think about the flavor of the herb itself. It's what family does that herb run into? Yeah, and that's that's where you kind of start playing. To mm -hmm. me, to me, when it comes to herbs, cool. Anyway, Thank you. so all right, that's how I kind of go through it. Love it. Well, this has been good, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, good, it's good podcast. It's Thanksgiving. We'll we'll I think we'll post this on Thanksgiving Day, listeners, and we hope you had uh, a good time with our wines and our. Thanksgiving cocktails. Of course, they. Some people said they weren't Thanksgiving cocktails because I had it. <laughs> I had the apple. Josh, you want to take us out? Yeah, sure. Well, we we really appreciate all y'all being here. We are so thankful for all of you during this time of thank. And yeah, we've we we've just... had like fifteen thousand seventy five downloads, Josh. Yeah, that's fantastic, and it's all because you know. For us, we're just talking to each other, and then we really appreciate that y'all joining, y'all joining in on this journey that we have. And you know, now that we're all apart, we're really happy whenever we can all come together, no matter how that how that actually lands. And we are so appreciative for you. And so, just remember, we're out there on all your favorite podcast platforms, and we're acquired tastings on Instagram. And we're out there on Facebook as well. And we just, we really appreciate y'all. And give us a like, follow, download. If you really like what we're doing, share us with your, share us with your family and friends. And so for all of us here, once again, at Acquired Tastings, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And I'm Anne Marie Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>